Breaking news. Welcome to Will and Merzane's special TTS report. And here we are with part two of the special report. Thanks again. And uh, Merzane, why don't we just dive right in and talk about what our changes to our roster were for the cuts or for the midpoint. The midpoint cuts. Yeah. What what did you do? So I had a big conundrum. Um, there was a period of time where I considered just completely swapping to Web Warriors because I want to play Web Warriors really bad. I don't know. I, I, I finished the PS4 Spider-Man game. It's wonderful. In, it's it's so good. And it's just it's made me want to play Spider-Man again. You should. I, I'm going to after the league. I, I think that that's going to be my next list venture. But I'd had some ideas for Midnight Suns. I'm really liking Midnight Suns. A lot of cool characters I like are in there. So I decided to go with the changes I had considered from the start of the league and just carry it out and see how, how I can perform with it and, and how they feel. Because I, I might I might swap between... I, I feel like Midnight Suns is, a, is a, an affiliation I could potentially make a home. Um, yeah. Maybe not my most competitive affiliation. I, I, I'm not 100% sure yet that they have all the tools in the current meta to be successful. But definitely something I want to come back to a lot because it has a lot of characters I enjoy. Um, so the pri- the first thing I did was I changed my secure crisis by, by one. I took out gamma, uh, the, the gamma shelters and added the spider portals. Um, okay. what's the logic there? So when I initially made this list, I started with the three that I had demons, gamma, Terrigen, because the thought was I got two high points that want to fight. At one low point, that I want to fight. I just want to fight people. I want to fight people with Midnight Suns. It sounds fun. It seems like what they do. And what I started realizing is I don't like 15 points. And I don't like the potential of giving my opponent 15 points. Right. So that's not great for me. I also don't have a great plan for Gamma. Gamma is one of those crises that you really need to have a good plan for. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, there's six, with all the points on the table... From that crisis alone, there is a potential six points to be scored. And if you make a bad bad round on Gamma, your opponent can potentially get six points to your nothing from the secures, and that's really bad. Um, and I don't want such a polarizing secure that I don't have a good plan for in my roster. Um, and it was one of the bad points of my roster when we talked about it. In the early, like I knew right. when I submitted it, but it was too late to change it kind of right. thing. Well, we talked about it. I think the first time I was like, why is Gamma even here? <laughs> I wanted to fight and I was trying to figure it out. And I realized I just, the more I play, the more I realized it's not good. So I changed it for uh, spider portals. I feel like midnight suns is okay on D objectives. I'll have plenty of power on a lot of my characters so I can flip them. Um, decent energy defense on a lot of people. And it's good into black order. Black order is a problem. This is a potential solution. Um, Extract stayed the exact same. I feel very comfortable with this extract set. There was a little bit of time where I thought maybe I would swap hammers to uh, cubes, but I feel like having one neutral, uh, one neutral extract mm-hmm. is is fine. I think I think everyone needs to have one neutral one at least. Uh, if you're not running some skew like Criminal Syndicate, and so I have one for when I lose priority and someone decides to give me my extracts. Yeah. Uh, the character changes I made, 
there were three. The first one is um, I dropped the gem off of Strange. Oh. The reason being is having two six-point characters was becoming a little tough. So there's a lot of situations where I was having to choose Hulk or Strange, and I can never get them together. And I really did it so I could do the bump and grind play uh, in affiliation. And what I realized is I probably don't need that. I've got Hulk for it. That's what I brought him for. So if I want a six-pointer that can do it, I do Hulk. Um, and then I also shored up some other list-building wonkiness with a, with a later choice I'll talk about in a second. Uh, but this did mean that my only my only two options were Iron Fist, who can sort of do it. He can double move and then bump. He can't mm-hmm. do the bump, move, move, uh, which is the ideal version. Um, and then I still have Hulk, but Hulk is the higher point character. So to shore that up, I brought in Hela. I dropped uh, Moon Knight for Hela. Yeah. So reason being, I think Moon Knight's a good character, but I don't. I, I wasn't ever playing him. And I realized it's because like he just doesn't do the things I want him to do. Uh, the choices between Black Cat, Iron Fist, and Mystique, it's almost always Mystique. Um, yeah. If I'm going to have to choose between the four of them. And then secondarily, I probably don't need another rapid fire most of the time. It's okay. Yeah. But I probably bring Black Cat for a lot of instances, or I bring Iron Fist for the defense. Yeah, and I think that, you know, just as an aside... I think Moon Knight plays better in Web Warriors where he's also affiliated yeah. mm-hmm. than he does in Midnight Suns. Like I think he's fine in Midnight Suns because he usually has the power to do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. But I am I think he's a better Web Warrior because he gives them a little bit of offensive firepower at times. So, mm-hmm. And I, I also think in Midnight Suns you need all of your characters to have a plan going into it. Yeah. And you need them to, you need to know what they're going to do and they need to be able to succeed. And Moon Knight is a bit of a wild card, and I feel like in Web Warriors you can tip. You typically don't. Ex- he's he's there because you don't expect a lot from him. He can pop off, but you don't need him to. He's exactly. also really good at paying for their expensive uh, powers or their expensive uh, cards, like exactly. all webbed up and stuff like that. So he he has his uses outside of his randomness, and it works in that affiliation. I think he's just a little bit not quite what I want, at least in my Midnight Sun. But Hella. Hella, uh, thank you, convincing Fritz for this. I, I I always talk about he was my one of my I think my first round opponent last season, and he showed me that Hella can do the bump and grind. He's the one that introduced me to the concept. He oh, yeah. showed it to me on Hella. Um, she has a mystic attack. She can bleed people. Just just a pretty solid character. Not the greatest character in the world, but getting that bump and grind ability at a lower point cost is something I was utilizing before the league, and I think I was missing during the league. So I put her back in. Um, the other one I made, one I think I may have talked to you about, I don't remember. I swapped Bullseye for Wong. Mm-hmm. Now, that sounds really stupid. Because everyone hates Wong. <laughs> I, I, it's kind of like the Clea thing, man. Like, Wong has a purpose, and and yeah. it, it can be served. I, I realized that there was a lot of list-building shenanigans I couldn't pull off unless I had an affiliated too even with dropping strange to five and he, he does, I was able, I took a practice game with him against brotherhood. And this was a, this was a newer player. He hasn't played a lot, but he played brotherhood. I was able to play a 17 point game of blade ghost rider, uh, Hulk Wong. Uh, and I think that was it. Nice. And, 
Yeah, that was it. And that felt really good. I never could get big, two big boys on the table at 17, and it felt very good. Um, on top of that, like, he doesn't get a lot of output. We brought him on Montesi, and I never thought about him on Montesi. Oh, he's but so good on Montesi, putting a book on him. Put a book on him, and all of a sudden he can contribute to the uh, Siege of Darkness turn, which is one of the reasons I didn't take him originally, is I wanted all the Siege of Darkness shenanigans I could get. Um, but if you put him on Montesi, he can help. Um and he was really MVP for that game. My opponent um, got into a lot of situations where he would get people to like one damage or two damage left on him and he would heal them. And it was fantastic. And yeah. he healed like 10 damage total the whole game. Nice. Which was an incredible amount. There was a lot of turns where he would just meditate and heal, meditate and heal and then or double heal. And it was just it was great. He, he ended up uh, giving me a lot more staying power than I thought he would. And um Funny enough, that was at my local game store. Uh, simultaneously, there's another game going on of Convocation using Wong, and he was a menace over there. Uh, Kenny played into uh, our friend Terrence, <laughs> Terrence using Convocation, and I think Kenny said that he was able to kill uh, Terrence's Thanos before he could kill the Wong. Oh, wow. <laughs> just because Wong was rolling pretty bonkers. And it, it, it's just one of those things It's like, it's funny. Um, and then Wong was like healing Thanos and Dr. Voodoo and all these other really obnoxious characters, so... Um, I really want to try him out. I think there's more merit to him than I originally thought. Yeah. Um, and again, like if you pull that Montesi, I mean, you put a book on Wong and all of a sudden he's a legit threat on the tabletop. Yep. He's going to, he's going to sit on a back point most likely, maybe with a partner to heal, but now with a six die, <laughs> with a six die beam, uh, <laughs> you know, it, he, he becomes, he becomes a potential problem. Yeah. Um, and then you're not scared to like move him up and make a beam attack. Like people actually have to keep this, this character in mind now. And it, it, that's very crisis dependent, but I mean, I think that's, it's, it's still worth exploring. And it's one of the reasons I want to keep playing midnight suns. Cause I still feel like I'm figuring him out in a lot of ways. Um, oh yeah. And I, I'm excited to play more games with him. I'm excited to play. I talked about web warriors. I'm excited to play web warriors. Also excited to play this. Um, but moving on from characters, um, I made a couple of tactics power changes. The biggest one was I swapped out med pack for brace for impact. So my two restricted are brace and field dressing. Mm -hmm. Reason being is I realized most of the time I'm just getting killed and med pack doesn't happen. And I almost, I never even take med pack because if I'm playing into an, a, into an, a matchup where I want to heal, I had Dr. Strange and now I also have Wong, So I have plenty of in affiliation ways to heal myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I probably don't want to heal. Ghost Rider can bring himself back from the dead. Blade heals himself. Strange heals people. Wong heals people. I just felt like I didn't need another form of healing. A good brace felt like it was going to be, will be a good decision. I think brace um, is a good decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also took out Indomitable. Um, what? and I added in mission objective. Uh, now that there's there's a, there's a little bit of train of thought for Indomitable. Um, a lot of my games, because I'm typically playing with priority at all, um, if someone's going to control me, I there's, there's they're going to control me. And a lot of the big control characters right now are people that are placing or advancing people, bows yeah. or portals. Yeah, and, and and it doesn't help with those. Um, a lot of the throws are like one or two throws per game. 
And a lot of the pushes are going to be stuff like Web Warriors and one Indomitable is not going to save you. Right. Um, it, so in Midnight Suns, I just felt like I wasn't getting a lot of usage out of it. But Mission Objective would help me versus Voodoo's. Because if when they make him, if, if someone has like a Creek Corps or something or hammers and he tries to make them drop them, you can Mission Objective at least one of those to one of your allies and you can deny them at least one of them or make them not want to do it at all because they're not going to get all of them. Um, and I just wasn't taking Indomitable. It typically wasn't making it into my roster. Mission Objective might, or into my squad, Mission Objective might not either. Um, we'll have to see. But I think Indomitable is, has its place for lists like yours. I think in yours where it acts as a second pseudo brace for some yeah. instances where your characters can't get thrown into each other, it's fantastic, especially yeah. when you're running Holt. Uh, I think you want it. Um, but for me, I felt like where I wanted to play it, it wasn't going to get played. And I also, I don't remember what I took out. I took out something and put sacrifice in. Uh, I can't remember what it was probably like my 10th card. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people (laughs) playing sacrifice right now and I understand it. I like it. It's, it's, it's cool. You know, spread the damage around a little bit, I guess. Or, or something like, you know, in my game versus Sploosh, when I had um, I had Blade right next to Voodoo, and he had to one-shot my Voodoo with his Corvus. If I'd had Sacrifice, Blade takes the shot and saves Voodoo, and then maybe that game flips the other direction. Or even here, and I have Heroes for Hire and Sacrifice, so I can potentially do both. So it really does. I think, it, I think that is going to help a lot um, in some of those key matchups particularly Black Order-style matchups. Yeah. Into Corvuses or into Hulks even. Just to, you know, if I have one guy I got to protect, which, which which I'm trying to do a lot. I'm trying to, like, get everything on my side of the board and make them come to me, and it's probably being held on one or two characters, and protecting those characters is my priority. Sacrifice is going to help with that. Um, yeah. I, the, the nice thing about Sacrifice, I will say, that is it's cheap. Yes. That, one, that's the nice, very nice it's it's one power so that's, that's yep. a good thing and heroes for hire is interesting too because it's the person that is getting punched has to pay for it um and for iron fist that's really good because he wants to build his power so yes. he's not having to spend it to use his card is very good exactly no i like it i think this is going to be uh an improvement i think i think that having the the hella bump and grind makes a lot of sense I think. And I know we had talked about that on our initial episode. And I think, did I talk you out of taking Hella? Uh, I'd already convinced myself not to there take you Hella. Go. You had, you had con- almost convinced me to take Hulkbuster. That's we right. were going to trade Hulk for Hulkbuster in mine and Hulkbuster for Hulk in yours. And then I played a pra- I played my practice game right. with Kerrigan. And I was like, oh, this is why That's I brought right. Hulk. I can't take That's Hulkbuster. Right. So... Uh, Anyways, yeah, no, I, I like it. I think that I think this I think strange without the gem and using using Hella for that kind of play, like, okay, only if you see that middle extract do you even need to bother with Hella at that point. Mm, typically not. If I'm not doing you can do it with hammers. You can I I did it a couple times when I had uh Strange with the gem and Hella in the roster. Where I would threaten both sides of the um, objective with with both of them. And yeah. if I didn't have priority, be like, okay, pick the one you want and I'm going to get the other one safely. Right. And I don't have that as much. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a huge issue. I, I think um, 
I think most of the time you're not getting most of the time is the big thing. Uh, you're not getting killed. Topple one by hammers. Your my biggest threat is probably getting getting black cat to steal it next turn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I you know maybe the, I take Hulk in those instances when I'm scared of that or Iron Fist for the pseudo or even Hella again. Um, and just or or my own black cat and find a way to threaten the return. Yep. Uh, one thing I maybe should have tried to take was advanced R and D. Yeah. What's wrong uh, with you? Uh, for branding purposes, one <laughs> and two, because you saw the power of Black Cat and R and D. Um, but it, it, it was fine. I can hear you grinding your teeth. That's not, fine. Not even a little bit. Not <laughs> even a little, little bit. Uh, but I have Wong, and he's kind of like advanced R and D. So yeah. I feel like Blade Black Cat Wong. Um, it's a very low point core. It's a three point. It's a nine point core. It's not doesn't have a lot of output by itself. Um, it's got some really good utility in Black Cat and Wong, but it really lets me craft the rest of the list to what I want. Like I could, I can't. It's hard to pick up Hulk at sixteen at that point, because um, that'll be fit or seventeen because that'll be fifteen points, um, and then I don't have another two to add in. But I can do Strange and Iron Fist at that point. Yeah. Or uh, Voodoo and Hella. Um, so I get a little more flexibility. That makes uh, sense. And I can take that. I can take some more. I think more flexibility will help this roster. I think so too. I think it's going to be good. I'm excited to see how you do the rest of the way. Me too. And, and for me, I, I'm still going to do some analysis, but I'm definitely more focused on fun. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm no longer in the running. All the pressure's off. So I'm going to try. I'm going to do analysis. Uh, because I think it's still good to do it and get in the habit and talk about my process. But a lot of my focus is going to be more for fun rather than like, you know, I don't, my goal, I don't have a goal to, to win anymore. It's just now we're having fun. Nice. And in terms of you made, you had some glaring holes in threat value before. Do you still feel like you have those holes or have you shorted them up? I shorted it. It was 16. 16 was my big one. I didn't want yeah. to see 16 ever. Yeah. Well, luckily <laughs> you didn't play Mike Damboise. No. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if I lost priority, I would have chosen 16. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, there you go. That's, that's probably what somebody <laughs> else should have done. I don't know what you're talking about, though. <laughs> so for me, um, I changed up my list a little bit. And I immediately like talked to Nate after the match the other day. And like like he called me and he was like, hey, buddy, are you okay? I'm like, yes, I'm fine. <laughs> If only he could pat your back. That's, I mean, he was doing That's what he was doing, metaphysically mm-hmm. patting my back. But we talked about it. We talked about the list. And, you know, he doesn't have a lot of experience with convocation, so I kind of had to walk him through some thoughts and stuff on some of these. But overall, I think he kind of was able to help me make some good decisions. So I didn't change anything with Crisis because I feel like the Crisis and that ideas were fine. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, secures, play high points, extracts, play anything again, high point values. And so that way I'm going to be able to play my game at those values if I want to. Cause I, you know, even if my opponent wants a high value too, I feel like my high value can get better maybe. So there's that. Right. And then, so nothing changed there. We still got the demons downtown, the intrusions and the portals, the spider portals. 
And then we also still have the Hammers, the Montesi formula, and the Alien Ship. And the only one that I was considering taking out was Alien Ship, just because of that, that terrible experience. But <laughs> I definitely don't want Legacy Virus. No. And none of the other 17s sounded good, and nothing lower than that sounded good. So here we are, Alien Ship, because mm-hmm. I think it's actually still a good crisis for me. Uh, yeah, I think it's fine for you, especially because you're going very fighty and fighty lists like it. Exactly. Um, it, 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 you have a bit of a disadvantage in the Black Order matchup with that uh, that one, but I feel like you just have a disadvantage in the Black Order matchup anyway. Right, like disadvantage Black Order, it? period. <laughs> mm-hmm. So is what it is. But, um, you know, so another thing we talked about, and Nate brought this question up, and it's one that I tried to answer originally and I didn't have a good answer for him here. And I think that he asked me, do you want to be an attrition list or do you want to be a control list? Because I was talking about the placements and the throw with Clea and this and that's and whatnot. And I was like, well, I want to like control through attrition in a sense. But like the way I've been playing and what's worked out overall so far is like control slightly while murdering a lot. Mm-hmm. And like, so it's mostly attrition, but I think having better slash more useful control elements is going to be better. So that informed my decision of who we put in. Mm-hmm. So we took Zemo out and I know you had said I should be playing more Zemo. <laughs> and I like Zemo. <laughs> look, I like Zemo too. Zemo's a great character. Zemo has a lot of utility on the tabletop. However, I did not see when I would use Zemo over some of my other characters. Mm -hmm. Right? So, like, when am I going to take Zemo over Mordo when I feel like Mordo buffing Strange is more valuable? Right. You know what I mean? So when am I going to take Zemo over Clea if I need the extra placement or if I need that throw and stuff? Like, I, the argument is, well, when you need to kill people and you're trying to kill people, so you want to take Zemo because Zemo can kill people, <laughs> you know? But I think my logic there is, like, I'd rather get the plane turn to have as many people with mystic attacks as possible. And, like, mm-hmm. that was another thing. So, like, let's keep going down the list. When am I going to take Zemo over magic? I'm not. When am I going to take Zemo over hood? I'm not. Because I can buff hood with Mordo and he's rolling a rapid fire six attack. Like, yes. You know, it's only one, but he gets to put six dice mystic into somebody. Like with a plane of Poldock potentially making it even more consistent. Exactly. So like, anyways, I took Zemo out and I added an enchantress. And I know a lot of people are like, well, down on Enchantress, if you will. And I think that's just the the mental thing of she got nerfed. Yes, 100%. It, she is not a bad character. And, and what they did to her did not take her out of consideration for a very good four threat. And she brings with her the control element that I wanted in her 
Siren's Call, Bow to the Will of Enchantress, you know, move an enemy character short, and it's an advance, not a push, so it gets around the indomitable that's everywhere. And then, while I might not use it very often, I have an ability to steal an objective. And when I do that, if I'm able to throw up Ironbound Books on the same turn when I steal an objective from someone, well now, first of all, they're not going to pay the two, but if they are, I would not let them, as a good opponent, I would not let them pay the two <laughs> to use the lower defense just to be like, oh yeah, by the way, I have five anyways because Ironbound Books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so that, and then additionally, okay, I made the case about getting more Mystics in and all this stuff a second ago for playing a Poldock. However, her beam is going to be very valuable because when I go up against a clumped up criminal syndicate, I think Enchantress would have been better in that matchup specifically than Ancient One. Ancient One mm-hmm. was okay. Ancient One is a good character. Enchantress right there being able to beam people move people, counter steal, I think is ultimately better. Yeah. Especially if you went 20 in that instance and then you get both. Cause I think ancient one was a good choice. I agree. Just a little bit better. Yes. But then, then you get both and that's just so much. Yeah. So, so that's the logic for enchantress is that I, and, and additionally, I also needed another flex four because I've got right. threes for days. I've got, a five and a six. And I really considered dropping Hulk for juggernaut. I really considered it. Hulk is really good and I get it, but I think juggernaut is also good for convocation. So, but I didn't do it yet, but he's, he's a consideration. What's really funny about that actually is juggernaut is another character that benefits from ironbound books because his, Frontside mystic defense is so high. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very funny. Exactly. So, like, I, I think Juggernaut's a very good character, but I think the thing about Juggernaut versus Hulk is if I take Juggernaut, I'm going to want to take his Do You Know Who I Am card, and I wouldn't necessarily have to take it in every match, but not having that versus having a Hulk that has a throw for two power all the time, I think is it makes up the difference in the threat value. Yeah. I think Hulk more fits your, uh, kill with a side of control matchup, uh, or, or mentality. Yeah. I, and I, I would probably choose Hulk over juggernaut. in most, I think if you're going to try for juggernaut, you, you swap someone else so that you still have that Hulk option, because I think it provides a whole lot for you, especially when you're doing your reroll turn. Uh, he doesn't get the plane turns, but he can't get the leadership. Well, no, because it's only Mystic on the plane. It's only cut Mystic that. on the plane, cut that, yeah. Cut that, Mystic. Cut, cut, cut that netting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you still get all, like, your throws. You, you get the, like, the stagger potentially off his attacks. And he's just, like, this really crazy character that's, like, your opponent either has to deal with him or they don't. And if they don't, you just, you just, you just do whatever you want with Hulk. Exactly. And so, again, Hulk's still in here. I still really like Hulk, but... It was a consideration, and I considered a few other characters. I heavily considered Ultron, honestly. Like, yeah, he gets the benefit from the Ironbound Books turn because of his mystic defense being high, plus the counting wilds twice. But more so, he's got the ability to incinerate people, and he has a throw, a terrain throw. 
So like part of my thought process was maybe he would be a good one here, but I still think Enchantress provides more overall value. And there's no one else. Like I'm not going to have four fours in here right now. I don't think I need it. So there's that. Ultron is a really interesting thought, though. I, I'm actually intrigued by that, the, the Ultron and Convocation. Yeah, I think he's really good there. And and I think that, again, playing the Killy, try to murder people, and with a side of control, you know, and if you're trying to side of control that is doing damage... The energy blast that he has, it's five dice, range four, with a wild incinerate, so it's cable with one less range band. That's pretty good. And then, pretty good. And then when you actually sit down and read his Analyze and Annihilate, it's also pretty good. Mm-hmm. While attacking, this character may re-roll one of its attack dice for each critical in the opposing defense roll. So... That big spike roll that your opponent has, Ultron has a chance to play around with that. So, he's a consideration down the line. But again, I think that the value of Enchantress is going to be bigger than what Ultron is. But Mm -hmm. I do think that he is worth it to consider. And as I go kind of deeper into my roster construction and stuff, he's pretty high up on the list. So. Yeah, I actually really like it. I think it's really cute tech. I, 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 I'm re- I may try this tomorrow at game night. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, and that's the thing. I need my The biggest question and the thing Nate and I kept coming back to while we were going through characters and going through ideas was, is this cute or is it good? Mm-hmm. And we were like, Ultron might be a little too cute. But I do legitimately think there's something there. Yeah, I think there's potential. I, I think it's and I think it's one of those things where Ultron had such a bad rep like before yeah. and still doesn't have a whole lot of love in the new game. But his new card is kind of stacked. Like, yeah, like <laughs> uh, well, he has a six die strike. Exactly. Like he just gets to throw six dice at somebody. Right. And a lot of people can't say that. Right. And, you know. He's got a size four terrain throw. Exactly. And analyze and annihilate is also kind of bonkers. Exactly. <laughs> he's, he's got a lot going on. And he he's can fully heal himself. Use, but, and, and, and I think Age of Ultron has legitimate um, potential play. Yeah. So all that to say, only character changes Enchantress, but... We're not out of the woods yet for character changes uh, in terms of future roster stuff. Yeah. But, you know, in terms of how the roster has been performing to this point, this most recent game, again, like I said in the previous episode there, if you listen to that, if you didn't, no big deal. Because I know some people want to hear recaps, some people want to hear plans, doesn't matter. But I said there, you know, I feel like I had a chance to win that game and I don't feel like that... Because I brought four and he brought six, I was at a severe disadvantage right away. I, I did not feel that way early. I, you know, I, I felt like I had a chance and I felt like the list I brought was fine. Do I think Enchantress could have enhanced that? Yes. If I played at 20, would it have been better? Probably. But 
all this to say, I think Enchantress here, as when I'm playing at certain threat levels, when I'm playing into certain matchups, especially Criminal Syndicate, Enchantress plays really well. Mm-hmm. And and she won't see the table against Brotherhood, though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. So uh, next up, Tactics Cards. I added Advanced R&D, and I took out the Astral Ring. Mm-hmm. And you know how much I like the Astral Ring. Yes. <laughs> I won't shut up about it because I like it so much. But you know how many times I played it this whole time? Zero Absolutely times. Absolutely none. <laughs> Zero times. And look, do I think Astral Ring is good? Yes, I think it is good. I actually think Astral Ring could have been beneficial in this game. However, when we talked about this kind of initially, I really only have one free tactics card slot per matchup for the most part. Now, that is, I take Indomitable, I take Brace for Impact, I take Field Dressing, and I take Ironbound Books. One, two, three, four. Not always, but pretty much always. Mm-hmm. And in this matchup, we had talked about, in the previous matchup, we had talked about the idea of not taking either Indomitable, Ironbound Books, or Brace. Like, picking one of the three and not taking it. And I wish I had. I was because we ended up being able to have a situation where I didn't even need to use brace. I don't think so. I I should have done that. I should have left one at home mm-hmm. and done something else. However, I still wouldn't have brought Astral Ring. I would have brought Orb of Agamotto probably. And there you go. So mm-hmm. we put in advanced R and D. And this is an instance where I don't have a plan for advanced R and D. But being able to move power around early is valuable. Yes. So I've typically end my turns with Strange on at least one power. That way I can instantly start the next turn with the ability to scalpel. But other characters like Voodoo had a ton of power in this game that he didn't do anything with. Could have used it there. Stuff like that. Just no plan per se. Doesn't mean that one won't form at some point. But... That's. I think that's a good good call just to add it in there. What do you think? I I like it. Um, I dislike it m- not having a specific plan right out, right out the gate. Um, but it's like you said. Like typically you're not. So, so typically you're not taking all of the cards in your roster. So there's a potential you don't see it and it gets replaced. It feels like your tenth card anyway. Yeah. Um. So we'll see where it goes. I, I can't think of there. there there's not a whole lot of other guards I feel like you need. I feel like you kind of, the, the, the base four we talked about provides you with the majority of what you're looking for. And then you can get your utility elsewhere. Right. Like with what you've already got in roster. Right. And playing a pull dock is going to be the card I take the majority of the time because yep. I want to get the rerolls on Mystic Attacks to just kill what I need to kill. Right. And I guess the only instance I could say to bring R&D is like if I know I need to have a turn one scalpel with Strange. Yep. Maybe herbs. Yeah, but I wonder too, like, I talked about bringing uh, Wong for that. I wonder if there's more instances where you can just do Wong for that. And I have Wong, so. And you do. I mean, yeah, there you go. So now, Merzane, let's pivot I've made, this is my list, no matter what, it's not changing. 
<laughs> it's it's done. It's done. It's t- it's done. But at least for the rest of this league and hopefully into cuts, because you get to make another change going into cuts, right? Yep. Okay. So when I make cuts, we'll talk it out and see what happens. When you make cuts, win, win, win. Exactly. Yes. You like that? What is what you have to do? Win, win, win. <laughs> win, 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 win. I think I have win, 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 win. Just three. You just have to win three more. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. Cool. Three more. Here we go. Pressure's on. So let's now talk about my opponent and this week's matchup. So I'm playing Nellin or Neelin, uh, N-E-L-I-N. Hope I say it right. Anyways, I'm excited to play this, this person because they've got a really interesting list. And Merzane, why don't you go through this list? Well, I think about what I want to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> so for, it looks like he can do X-Men or Criminal Syndicate. So the characters he brought are Storm, Rogue, Domino, Gambit, Kingpin, Black Cat, Hood, Bullseye, Dr. Voodoo, and Angela. Um, tactics cards are Bitter Rivals, Blind Obsession, Climbing Gear, Field dressing, first class, indomitable, marked for death, sacrifice, disarm, and hoods gang. His secures are mutant madmen, uh, extremists, and the superpowered scoundrels. And his extracts are Wakandan herbs, legacy virus, and research station. Woof. Another criminal syndicate matchup. Yes. And it. Get ready, because going into this back half, it's probably a lot of what you're going to see. Oh, yeah. I Look, Criminal Syndicate is a thing, and they are potent right now. They're popular right now, and, and they've got a lot of good tools. So this is a really interesting roster. When I, when I just yes. off the rip look at it, very interesting, because flexing X-Men and Criminal Syndicate together... I find really interesting because I don't think X-Men shores up Criminal Syndicate's bad matchups, but I also think that Criminal Syndicate can help with X-Men's bad matchups. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah, and it makes me wonder if he's primarily looking to play X-Men um, and secondarying the Criminal Syndicate as like a, like you said, a ba- if, if the right matchup comes up, he runs that. Well, let's let's look at crisis wise and, and and think about this because I think I think it's actually criminal syndicate and then flexing in X Men here mm-hmm. because when I look at his secures, he's got two normal stand there takeums and one pay to flip, and his stand there takeums are extremists and then superpowered scoundrels. Which if you haven't played. CS on superpowered scoundrels yet what they do if you give them a high threat value is flood the board with people and just stand there and score all the points I mean that's in that how you've seen it happen pretty much yeah <laughs> so you know perfectly reasonable so that's why I think that because he's got two out of his three secures are pretty decent criminal syndicate ones which I'm surprised he's got in extremis here though because that one is it, neutral. It's okay. it's okay for them. Yeah. Uh, especially with like Black Cat, because she can just like reach reach anywhere on the table and grab one. Exactly. Um, so I'm looking at his previous games, and I can't find his third. 
right now. Look, I'm still looking. We're, we're in the process. This is all developing. Uh, <laughs> first and second game, both he played X Men. Okay. So make that what you will. Well, I think if he gets Legacy Virus, he's probably playing X Men. He 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 played X Men again on on three at a uh, in his third game. There you go. It was an X Men uh, mirror. <laughs> nice. That game. That's very funny. Um, nice. So. Yeah, I feel like I feel like what will probably happen is he'll go, like I said, he'll go CS if he finds because he can't flood the board as hard because he didn't have three two third characters like the right. last guy did. So it's gonna be harder for him to flood. Um, I think he'll primarily do X Men and do shenanigans. I'm gonna be honest, I don't know what X Men do. They do a bunch of weird <laughs> crap. I don't. There's no one in my meta that plays X Men. I've seen him a couple times. Uh, when I came to to Memphis, uh, the, one of the scariest people at your at your event was Dad because he played X Men, and I was like, I don't even know what those things do. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and we had a crazy game where I almost I feel like I almost lost because he knew them and I didn't. There you go. Um, but I I think that you're more scared of the criminal syndicate matchup here. Um, so I think what you'll I think if you plan for criminal syndicate, you'll incidentally beat the x-men if you play correctly yeah i think that when i look at this i'm with you there i think that the criminal syndicate matchup is the harder matchup because then he can bring tanky boy kingpin and then black cat to steal stuff hood who's got a good mystic and dr voodoo you know and bullseye like you'd have to pull and pull and bullseye somewhere in there but like like i think his criminal syndicate could be pretty good I, i think too you're really scared of Angela. Yeah. I mean, Angela's pretty nasty. I, I don't, I'm not like terrified of Angela because she's got the four mystic defense, but she kind of goes down pretty easily if you focus fire on her a little bit. So I've so noticed there's two, there's two issues. The first is you can't reroll into her. And a lot of your tech is based on rerolling. Uh, so like playing, you cannot plane her. Oh right, yeah. And you can't use murder strange's rerolls into her. Yeah. Um. So that can be potentially devastating. The other thing is her phys- your physical defense is low, and she has a six die physical builder and a size four terrain throw. Yep. That costs two power, so she can do every turn since she's an Asgardian. Uh, and that's potentially very scary. Yeah. And she has something like X-23 where she can, if she attacks and kills someone, she can move on to the next person and hit them and again. And kill them too. Yeah. Which she's so, likely to do. And it's very hard to get away from her because of her long move uh, medium base. Exactly. Yeah, the whole I, placing I, her range three is not going to do me any good. I think you're not super scared. I think you're scared of her and you're also scared of Rogue for similar reasons. Rogue's got the charge, the fo- the size for terrain throw. Oh yeah, Rogue Rogue terrifies me all the time, period. Yeah, and she's tank. You can reroll into her though. Yeah. So, I think those two are your two biggest threats and then obviously watching for the Black Cat um, and the Kingpin if he's taking Colonel Syndicate, but I think those two are your biggest like worries. Yeah, so let's think about that, right? So he's got 18, 17, and 20, and then 15, 19, and 16. So I don't think he has a specific threat value he's trying to shoot for overall. Do you? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Like, 
I think maybe the general idea of running high um, is probably a general idea for him uh, yeah. just to like sh- like shove as many characters on the table as possible. Yeah. Um, it is a weird list. Not a bad list, but it's weird. It's different. I'm not quite sure what he's going for, so it's hard to predict. I, I think uh, if, if we see anything above 18 threat, like 18 and above, I think Angela is seeing the table, period. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you get, uh, like, well, I think the times he's going to go, um, criminal syndicate is going to be, if you give him extracts, all of his extracts are amazing for criminal syndicate. Yeah. Um, they're all, they are the criminal syndicate ones. Mutant madman is okay for them. Riot spark is okay for them. And superpower scoundrels is really good for them. Right. But all three of those are better X-Men scenarios. Uh, I think, so I think what you would be, you'd have to think about is, uh, which would you rather see if you get priority? Uh, what, which extract, let me see your extracts. So my extracts are hammers, Montessi and alien ship, which I think all three of those hammers is neutral. Like we've talked about Montessi. I think actually favors him a little bit. If he plays X-Men in first class to go get that middle one and he'll play, I think his plan for Angela, if there's a middle extract, Angela's on the table. Yep. He, he's finding the points to fit her in no matter what. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have any knowledge of that. Like, I've talked, you know, but I feel like anytime you see Angela or ASM these days, it's for middle extract plays, period. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think if I get any of mine, she's on the table. Mm-hmm. And I think the one I would rather have than any of them would be the alien ship, probably. Because then it's at least you have to make an effort. Well, if you have Pryo, I feel like if you get um, Hulk in the middle of the table and grab the middle of Montessi, you're very fine with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I feel like that's your goal. Do you have anyone that can do like a move up, grab and run play? No. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, figured. Conceivably, I could somehow get power to strange, but not turn one, not not literally turn one. Yeah, not the turn that it matters. Right. Is the problem. So, right. like, I, I think that you just you put someone that you think can take the hits and then Clea and then move her back, move them back with Clea so that they don't just get like turbo duded on the whole time. Right. And I think I play on the placement side of the, the leadership. Yep. Obviously. <laughs> so the first time you get hit, you move. Yeah, exactly. And uh, um, hope to survive whatever Angela does. Yeah, I, I think that, I think that that's probably better for you. I think going your extracts is better because you're, if he gets his extracts, they're very much more skewed towards the, um, the criminal syndicate. The interesting thing about scoundrels is he could still go criminal syndicate or he could go X Men. But if he goes X Men. Kind of, they only really have the ninja flip because everyone in the entire game has covered the entire game when you play right. superpowered scoundrels. Um, so then it's just right? whose dice are hotter, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, and the interesting thing about your list is that uh, you typically have either want to get within range to, or you uh, like incidentally get there. So like, I don't feel like the cover is going to be as relevant from his leadership. I feel like you're going to be able to get it, especially on like mutant madmen where you want to, you, you both want to stand on the points and throw each other off. Right. 
and then riot spark i don't you don't really shoot from afar because of all of your range three so you're trying to get there so all those yeah. ranged attacks aren't i don't think we'll we'll proc the cover as much um i agree i think and i've got the wild pierce on strange i've yeah. got i've got the pierce on ancient one if i bring ancient one you know i think there's options there and then i think let me ask you this do you is this might be getting too deep in the weeds but i think maybe he sees this matchup and he says oh crap i've got to get hood and i've got to get voodoo in here as counters i think hood why would hood be a counter into convocation counter in the sense of he has a high mystic defense and then when he hmm. switches to demon form he's pretty nasty well, here's the thing about him being in demon form is if he swaps to demon form and you ever shoot him with a mystic attack, he, he just transforms back. back. Right. But a lot of people don't pick up on that at times. I think maybe. So I think, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking too much, but it it's possible. And it's possible he does it for the heal too, because you're obviously trying to kill. Um, I would, I think I would be more because his big nasty thing is the charge the charge hit right but you can kind of control him with the mystic attacks and stuff so right as yeah, like what's his not. mystic defense anyway it's three three i mean that's not bad like who cares like you're right. gonna it's just like any other three threat yeah but he's, and he's got the mystic pistols so he probably doesn't want to he's not gonna attack enemy. you with hood, with a normal hood side which means right. hood's gang is less cool yeah um you do kind of fear the backside but only because the the charge six die builder is good but if he ever kills anybody with it he flips back over and then he's like turbo dead exactly and then if he doesn't then you just flip him back over with your with a single <laughs> mystic attack and exactly. laugh at him anyway yeah okay maybe i'm thinking a little bit too much on that one but voodoo i definitely think i see voodoo yeah i, I think the, the 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 people that you're most likely to see in this matchup like i said are at least one of angela or rogue yeah. Especially because we've already talked about it. We put it out in the world. Now, yeah, now he's going to be like, oh, man, those are, those are good. Yeah. Um, Black Cat, most likely, as we know. Um, Voodoo is also a very big option. Um, and potentially Domino. Domino does not seem good for you. Yeah, Domino's interesting because, I mean, yeah, the not counting crits is bad. But it's also not the worst thing. Like it's a, not being able to modify my dice is worse with Black Hat than Domino not counting the crits. It, yes and no. So the the thing about not rerolling dice is sometimes you just do it, and mm -hmm. you get a lot of crits, and you punch through Angela anyway. The thing about Domino is oh I know I know her if well. she if she rolls a single block, Strange, unless he gets the wild, does not one shot her, no matter how many crits you roll. And that was uh, when I took I took her in my Sam Spam list to Nashcon as anti Black Order tech, because the and the logic was if she ever rolls one or two blocks, just in case he gets Corvus gets the Pierce, mm -hmm. Corvus can never one shot her with a strike. Yeah, and that is more than like Luke Cage can say. Like I have seen Iron Fist and Luke Cage's get one shot. Oh yeah, I have to. By, by Corvus and Domino just has, she has the she's better defense dice than most people, and all she's got to do is roll one and she lives. Yeah. So, a lot of that logic could go into here. She's going to be a lot harder to kill than she looks. I agree. 
And then she's got a lot of physical defense to throw at you, which hurts you. And then she's got <laughs> a, an incinerate on an attack that's range four and ignores line of sight. Yep. I hate it. So you don't care about the energy portion of that because most of your guys are like energy, especially strange, like strange, like energy. Bring Please. It. Yeah. But that incinerate uh, can be very devastating. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I think if she hits the table, she's one of it. I think you're, you're like tree of characters to you. You probably want to try to avoid Angela or rogue as much as possible. Like just control them. If you can, especially rogue, I feel like you control rogue pretty well. Yeah. The charge then, makes it hard, but if you can yeah. at least somewhat mitigate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Domino, you want to murder. <laughs> yeah. Domino needs to die. ASAP. Yeah. Yesterday. When you hit, when she hits the table, you want her KO'd. Oh Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, it, this is just an interesting list because, like, it could go so many different directions, right? And yeah. I don't think that there's a good answer for, like, what direction it's going to go because when he looks at my roster, like, he's going to see what I want to do. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's mostly murder with a side of control. And I took that for a little bit granted on the last game, and I won't hopefully make that same mistake again. But when I look at what he's going to be bringing, like, it's, yeah. Uh, obviously, Domino, priority target if she's on the table, sure. Rogue, Angela, priority targets if they're on the table. But, like, if he brings X-Men and we're playing some, I mean, if we're playing Demons, like, I like that matchup. Yeah. No matter yeah. no matter what he brings, I like that matchup. And so, like, do I... When, when we're looking at crisis selection again, let's let's go back to turn zero here for a second. When we're looking, at, if it, I I would love to win priority, maybe I could. If I win priority, I like my secures for me better than what he can bring with those secures. Like for me, demons and whatever of his extracts, like other than legacy, like I think legacy virus would be the only one that I'd be like shoot. Right, um, like herbs, look, yeah, I can deal with it, it. Herbs, you can deal with. Um, research station is difficult. The big difficult part about research station is you give him sixteen. Yeah, um, and sixteen isn't sixteen so weird for so many so many people. Yeah, but um, I feel better about it now. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely better on it now with the, with the extra four pointer. Um, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like I would put him on the secures and kind of force the X-Men. Um, yeah, it's it's very hard to figure out. Well, I think this is going to be your turn zero. Like, what do you... Yeah, and that and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think my, my turn zero, I think my opponent picks extracts. And if they do that, that's good for me. Because his extracts are definitely better for him than my extracts are. Because when you look at his secures, Mutant Madman is probably actually decent for him because I don't have a ton of physical. So, like, trying to flip those is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. I, I think that if he goes, I think if if somehow we get conned on, like, I think you're, one of your worst on here is Deadly Legacy Virus. I agree. I think everything else, I think it doesn't matter what he brings, you have potential to... Uh, 
pull it around. I, I think what this is definitely a, a game where you try to leverage Hulk if you go high. Like, oh, absolutely. This it, is going to be a good Hulk game. Absolutely. Um, he is mostly scared of Domino. And Domino. He's scared of Domino. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like Domino because um, she can do consistent damage. Uh, he doesn't like rapid fire characters. Right. Yeah. Uh, Angela scares him a little bit, but he doesn't care about the rerolls and he will just one shot her. Right. And he'll stagger her. And the same for Rogue. He'll just turn around and beat the crap out of him. Domino can kind of stay back and ping him. And then she's hard to kill randomly for no reason. Right. Um, so she's a little scary, but um, I think he'll help you on Mutant Mad Men. He's very maneuverable with the right spark and he can heal himself a little bit. He can heal himself on multiple points if you move him enough. Um, Superpowered scoundrels he likes because everything's very close to him. He gets to cover. People right. try to shoot him like herbs. He could be a good herb runner, especially with your strange research station. He's a god at research station. Yeah. So legacy virus, scary. <laughs> exactly, and so that's why I'm thinking like if I lose priority, I want my secures. If I win priority, I want. I still think I want my secures though, right? I mean. It's, it, it, like I said, it's kind of hard to say. I, I think, well, no, one you thing know what? You, you know what? I got it. I don't want my secures because I don't want to play at 16 or 15 there. I would rather force my extracts and have a chance at 17, 18, or 20. Yeah, I think uh, that was one thing I was looking at was if you want to force higher points, but you also might want to look at the table. So if the table has a good amount of like big terrain to throw, Rogue and Angela become problems. Right. But if there's a bunch of bullcrap little terrain, like who cares of what they're going to throw at you? They're going to throw cards at you the whole game. It's not exactly. that bad. It, it, but if they're throwing Pagani's alehouse at you, then you're having an issue. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, which for reference for people who are not in the know, Pagani's alehouse is a uh, is a piece of ter- a notorious piece of terrain on a few of the TTS maps. It's like a size four building. Yes. <laughs> is just, yeah, always does a ton Very of damage. Funny. <laughs> yeah and it's very funny yes um but but yeah it's um i i think you're comfortable in most but like you said i think you want to go high points and i think you want to try to nix the deadly legacy virus potential. yeah um and if you do that i think you're sitting in a good spot and a lot of this game is probably going to be determined by thinking on your feet yeah i think your turn zero matters only as much as you can carry it through the, the rest of the game uh and just Really, when you get your crisis combination and you look at the table, really identifying what is your win condition, like how are you going to be proactively winning? Yeah. And what characters best do that? Because I don't think there's a, I don't think you can turn zero out of plan for this. I think yeah. prioritize the characters we talked about. Try to get Hulk in there if you can. I think he'll be a really good asset for you in this matchup. So here's a um, question. I, I, I've posited this before. I don't know if this is the time to do it because uh-huh. we're, we're in, in critical mode here. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. Is, is there a game where I don't play strange? Um, and, and let's say we pull 17. Do I put Hulk voodoo and then Wong in a three threat? What's his 17 at that? So that would be Extremis. Or I'm sorry. Um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I said Wong in a three threat. Yeah, that would that'd be 15. Yeah, that so would be uh, I meant 
uh, Ancient One and Wong or Enchantress and Wong. That'd be 16. Well, you, Crap. Yeah, 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 you're right. I'm doing the math wrong. No, if it was 17, you would get, um, you could get like Voodoo and Mordo. Yeah, that's it. That's what I meant. Voodoo, Mordo, Voodoo, you can't take Enchantress. It'd be, it'd be uh, Ancient One, Voodoo, Mordo. Well, yeah, it'd have to be Hulk and Voodoo as a 10 on 17. Yep. And then take another four and a three. Yeah. So well, it has it has to be two affiliated because it's four wide and you have Hulk. That's right. Well, I could take yeah, magic. Be, I would say Mordo. Yeah, Mordo I think is going to be very very valuable, especially to kill Domino. Get those extra dice in, or and into and into Angela get the extra dice in. <laughs> right. I, um, I do think Mordo with the extra dice is valuable, but I've also got to get work out of him. I, he he'll do okay work. The, the hex will be super valuable in the domino. Uh, he being able to like spread some stuff can potentially be really good here. Oh yeah. Um, I, I think he'll be fine. And he'll get a lot of power for you to be able to spend your. He, he's a good card look, player too. Look, Mordo, I've I've had some ups and downs on him, but I do think ultimately he's he's pretty valuable for me. Yeah. But I don't think I don't take strange. I'm just asking like. Like, if we get Mutant Madman and some other, like, let's see, if we get Mutant Madman and Montesi and somehow he, like that, like, I won priority, I pick extracts and he picks 17. I think there's an argument there for not taking Strange. Because if I don't take Strange, that gives me the extra four threat, whereas if I do take Strange, well then Hulk and Strange makes 11, and then I have to take Voodoo, right? Mm-hmm. You got to take Voodoo, and that puts us at 15, so then I'm taking Wong, and Wong doesn't do much in that situation other than on a book, he's not bad. He's not bad on a book. He's going to be a character you don't feel bad about leaving behind on a point. He can help recover your Hulk. Uh, who I think is going to be your, your big thing is going to be keeping your Hulk and your strange alive. Um, he helps with that. He can take conditions off them. So if they're with you, with you going tall, you know, like taking exactly. conditions off can be really valuable. And he passes the power. Like we talked about, if you need a really key right. early scalpel. So I don't know. I feel like that might be fine. I feel like, I mean, honestly, you've you've gone super hard with Strange the entire right. uh, and the entire league. Not having Strange would be really weird. I think in this matchup, like I said, I think your turn zero is less important than how well you think on your feet. Yeah, and taking people you're comfortable with is going to be valuable. Yeah, like yeah, that's fair. Like Strange is like your go-to man, and if you swap off Strange now and go something weird, he's going to have the experience advantage. Into He'll have more experience with his characters against you having less experience with your own characters and into his characters. Right. So I, I think you try to do strange. Don't force it. If you feel like you can make a better list for the scenario with someone else, I say go for it. But if you feel like strange is a good call, just do it. I don't. I feel like you don't need to second guess it. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. And uh, yeah, looking at the board and looking at, Everything I think makes makes a lot of sense, and I think it's just threat value dependent. I mean, if we hit eighteen, I'm playing four wide. Period. You know what I mean? Like I already know what I'm playing at eighteen. 
Yeah, so. and the thing, the definitely the thing to think about is, uh, if you're going four wide and you get something like Mutant Madman, you have to be able to rotate very effectively. Yeah. Uh, you have like if it's a spread out map, like I don't know. I think it's easier for something like, uh, Extremis because you take your back point and then one side point and you kind of split the map like that, mm-hmm. and it kind of goes like there's a diagonal, uh, like line of attrition. Yeah. But on something like Mutant Mad Men, your choice is to either split two and two or three and one, which your one can very easily be like voodoo because he can make one of your opponents not count. Exactly. Throw people around. Um, or hard commit one side and try to try to make the uh, the line of battle up and down like <laughs> vertically rather than horizontally. Yeah, but that's that really before. risky. Yeah. And. uh What's nice about that is with like Hulk and Strange, you can rotate really fast. Um, so I feel like those two are going to be very valuable in some of those split scenarios to be able to get you across the table. Yeah. And like I said, if you're playing like Montessi and you want to get that middle point and you've got the the priority, I think you take like Clea rather than Mordo so that you can pull Hulk or whoever you put in the middle back. Probably Hulk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be Hulk. <laughs> Well, he can. Yeah. He, he'll be able to bump bump himself back if he takes the damage. Yep, bump himself back, and then if he's still going at you, you can. Or are you still scared of him getting hit? Because he will have ninja flips. That's yep. something to keep track of too. Is ninja flips. Yep. Uh, he'll you'll be able to like you'll be able to clay him away to even more safety. So Absolutely. Definitely something to look at for the the Kleia. and then I think I think we you know you kind of noticed in this in this previous game. Uh, Knowing when to swap to your other side, uh, if you have to go on the offensive, that's when you do it. Yep. As soon as you realize I'm down and I need to make the plays, that's when you swap it. Yeah. Because uh, if you're ahead and you're getting the bumps backward, you're making a waste of actions that keep hitting you. And that's fine. You don't need the reroll. I feel like the extra actions is more uh, valuable in more situations than the one less potential damage mm-hmm. or two, if it's two attacks. Um, so I think that's going to be your big key is if you're ahead uh, back, you, you know, the bump, unless you're, you're dug in on points. If you're dug in on the, on like standing on a point, you have to stand there, then swap to the, you know, yeah, swap definitely. The it's more valuable. But if you're if you need to keep backing up and moving around cause you're ahead and he's chasing you down, leave it. If you, if you need to press a lead, or uh, bounce back, swap it. I like it. Because you need to kill people. Absolutely. You need to be very, very ready to murder, especially if he has more people than you. If he's five to your four, you can kill one person every yep. turn and retain priority. Yep. That is not activated. I've done that math. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's how I play Midnight Sun, that it's something people don't expect is like, they'll, they won't, they, they typically expect you to kill people they've activated. Because they know that you're trying to go for priority. But then you're like, oh, well, I have less of people than you, so I'll just go ahead and kill that guy. Yep. <laughs> and you're like, they're yep. like, oh, yeah, you can do that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good match. And uh, for those of you that are interested, it's going to be Friday in the middle of the day at like 3 or 4 <laughs> in the afternoon. And it will be streaming on twitch.tv slash DarthBalls05. And that's balls with a Z. So come over, check that out. And... uh yeah, uh, I, I think it's going to be a really interesting match, and I think it's going to be a close match, ultimately. You know, I think it's one of these, it's going to be really dicey, 
I think, because I think both of us are going to have to like have some roles. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think, I think this is definitely, this isn't a knock on him. This is definitely a winnable matchup for you. It's not a heavy skew. You have to like sweat over. It yeah. is going to be based on, like I said, your decisions in yes. game. The decision-making will be key. Yes. And I think, um, I think we learned a lot in the last three games. I think now we just apply those lessons here and I think you'll be doing, I think you'll be looking good. It may not be easy, um, but I think, you know, keeping your cool and just looking for your outs constantly is going to do a lot of good for you. Absolutely. Don't sweat, don't sweat the turn zero, make a good decision for turn zero, but don't sweat it. Not sweating it. I got this. Yeah. We got this. We're going all the way, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> And uh, with that, Suits, I want to thank you all for listening. And if you caught this episode, but not the one where we did our recap, perfectly fine. No worries there. I Again, thank you so much for just giving us your time, giving me your time. And if you're interested, you can check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol. You can send us emails, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. Send me messages on Facebook. I love chatting with everybody that sends me messages and stuff. It's really fun. It's a really nice way to kind of engage in everything. And it's, it's just always wonderful. I, I love those conversations that we get to have. And, uh, you can also uh, find me on discord at HPP underscore will on all kind of the major discords there. So you can find me there. And, uh, yeah, Rosane, where can people find you? I'm on the gamers guild podcast. Uh, I have a podcast of my own called advanced R and D. Uh, my game is probably going to be Thursday and you can watch it on Twitch, uh, uh, advanced R N not R and our podcast is R and D, but we couldn't do an ampersand. So it's advanced R N D, uh, for my game, probably Thursday at like eight or eight 30. Um, if you want to watch it, we're, I'm just going to, like I said, I'm just gonna be having fun. We're just going to love be it. Why in our next game, having fun. Um, and I'm, Go by Merzane on all M E R Z A I N on all most of the major discords. Message me, ask me questions, whatever. I don't, I don't care, man. Talk to me. I like talking to people. Clearly, always. <laughs> and uh, thanks for joining me, Merzane. I really appreciate it. And I hope uh, so far it seems like the suits really like this uh, deep dive tactics talk as well. And uh, party on, Merzane. Party on, Will. And power down suits. And this concludes the special report. Tune in next week for more.